0: So the other day I was taking a walk, and in the middle of my walk, God said, don't try to be your own physician. Don't disciple yourself. And instantly I knew what he meant. What he meant was, let me be your physician. Don't fix yourself so that you'll be pleasing to me. Because then, he said, what happens is, you then then you start to think your thoughts about your stuff and try to fix yourself with your thoughts and your wisdom. And what happens is, he said, you take a little scab where you have an injury, and then you pick at it to try to fix it. And at the end result of someone who does this is what was a little scratch but had a little scab. Now it's an open wound then you won't let it heal because you keep touching it. And you keep thinking yourself into the wrong conclusions on God's behalf. Don't try to disciple yourself for me. Come to me and let me talk to you. If there's something I need to bring up, I'll bring it up. If there's something I need to convict you of, I'll convict you of. If there's something I need you to meditate on or to improve, I'll bring it up. Don't, at a distance from me, make yourself acceptable to me. Come as you are, be as you are, and let me guide you. And I can hear somebody saying, yeah, but Tim, it says in the scripture that we're to to judge ourselves so that we don't come under the divine judgment later. Okay, what that means is you're to bring yourself to him daily and say, search me and try me. Not search yourself, not try yourself, not heal yourself. Jesus said that the people are gonna quote to him, physician, heal thyself, There's a a reason that's a proverb, because whose plumbing needs plumbed? The plumber. That wasn't a riddle. It's like actually simple. Whose plumbing needs plumbed? The plumber. Whose electricity needs help? Whose back is out? The chiropractor. But here's what everyone in those professions knows. No good doctor would do What? Treat them self. No good doctor will diagnose themselves. Do you know why? When it comes to you, you are not objective. You're too close to see you. Your job in this faith thing is really simple sincerity. That's your job, sincerity. Mean it. God, I want you. Seek Him. Seek Him in secret. Seek him with people who love him. Sincerity. Not perfection. When we become our own disciples, it shows that perfection is something we're attempting to achieve through our careful... We're going to be conscientious. We really want to please the Lord. Of course we want to please the Lord. But we have to also trust that the Lord, in his grace, is able to reveal what needs to be fixed, what needs to be changed. This whole thing that I used to do so much of as a young believer, I call it now morbid introspection, where you, you're, you're, you're na- I call it navel-gazing, you're navel-gazing. Too much, oh, I'm terrible at, as a Christian, and you're apologizing for things he's not convicting you of. He, in the beginning, he already knew what we were when he redeemed us. And he has a process he's following, and it has an order to it. He doesn't address all my issues today. He's he's about a, a process of slow growth into health. In fact, the process is hard to see when you live with me. Right? But when you don't live with me, it's like those little notches on the door. Holy smokes, look how much taller you are. You ever notice your kids leave for like, okay, so some of you, this is a long time ago, but remember those of you who used to have small kids at home, when the kids are going through growth spurts, you don't see them growing unless they go away for summer camp and come back. Sometimes if they're gone to the neighbor's house for a full week or just gone more than often, you go, whoa, I feel like you've grown. You know who really notices it? The grandparents. They go, whoa, you've grown. You know who doesn't notice it? You, the one growing. Can you imagine being that kid and being like, I'm so stupid, I'm still so short and weak. Nothing's ever changing. Sometimes we love God and we're impatient with ourselves for transformation. And all the while we don't realize He's working on us. He's doing the work. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. Am I making sense? So I'm walking in the woods and the Lord says, don't be your own physician. Don't disciple yourself. Let me be your physician. Let me disciple you. Same for inner healing issues. You go through something traumatic and you try to figure out what you were supposed to learn. Anyone else? Anyone else? Is it just me? Lord, what the heck was I supposed to learn there? Why? Because we don't ever want to have to go through that again. So if there's a lesson to be learned, we're like, I am not going to be the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. We're going to go around this mountain one time and then enter in. Never again. That's a good heart. The problem is me trying to figure out what I'm supposed to get is not as helpful as saying, Lord, you're the potter. I'm the clay. Shape me, mold me. My life is yours. My life is yours. I belong to you. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of the big things in life that we struggle with are empowered by self, like still me loving my life, loving my life unto death, saying, how can I live my best life now, you know? And Jesus says, okay, here's what I need you to do. If you'll surrender the one thing that empowers all the other problems which is selfishness. If you'll surrender self, your life, all your dreams for your life, and say, I'm just here for you, it'll cut the root of all these other different sinful fruit, uh, things. So your job, that's called sincerity. I belong to you. I surrender to you. You are my life. I'm not incorporating you into my life. You know, on Wednesdays and Sundays, and a little bit in the morning, If I'm real disciplined. No, no, no. I am your life. I'm not living for you. I'm living in, with, and through you. Difference. If I'm living in, with, and through him, anything he needs to say to me, he can say to me. Because I'm not not away from him. I'm not apart from him. I'm simply yielded to him. This is called walking by faith. And as 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 I enter into this reality of I belong to you, I'm with you, you're for me, This is your life. My life's not my own. Now he can guide. Now he can shape. And it says those who are led by the Spirit of God, not those who are led by their best thoughts of how they're going to serve God, their plans for how they're going to be God's guy, God's girl, led by the Spirit. All who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Romans 8 also says the mind of this spirit, which is rooted in surrender and trust, just sincerity, is life and peace. You know what I'm quoting? I'm quoting Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. But the mind of the flesh, even if it's the flesh intent on serving God, is death. Taking a little wound, a little scratch, picking it open. Oh my goodness. Oh Oh, I'm sorry, God. I'm so sorry, God. I'm I'm such a bad believer. Instead of going, okay, I didn't get that one. Do you forgive me? Oh, you do? Yeah, I felt that immediately as soon as I asked the question. Okay, God, shape me. Show me what I need to learn. I'll give you 10 seconds of shame, and if you give more than 10 seconds of shame for something you've done, you're in the flesh. Don't do it. Don't do more than 10 seconds of regret. If you do more than 10, okay, f- fine, guys, I feel it. I'll give you 15 seconds. But if you go more than 15 seconds in, in shame and regret when you realize you messed up, you're, you're in danger going to enter into worldly sorrow. And worldly sorrow is the kind of thing I'm talking about, where we're discipling ourselves and we're our own physician. And what does Paul say about worldly sorrow? It, leaves, it leads to grief over the thing you did wrong, but it actually leads to death. You label yourself by the sins you did, or the th- sins committed against you. You label yourself by it. You turn it into your story, and now it's got it. Now, it, now you put your faith in it, and you're stuck. But godly sorrow leads to saying, "I'm no, no more. I'm not thinking that way anymore. I, I'm, I belong to you. You teach me. I think what you think. Tell me what to think." Are we good? Did I say say it enough? Okay, Linda.